0: The whole Fantasy. Focus.
1: Fantasy. Fantasy. Focus. Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch Geico. See all the ways that you could save. It is Thursday, December 8th. We are watching First Take. You are watching <laughs> us right now. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh Field, Stefania, Mike, and myself. We are here hanging out four wide. Forward. would this be? Uh, what would this be? The running gun? What, what, what would what would our that offense would work be called yeah. right now? Yeah, the double double
2: wide. The yeah, double double wide. wide yeah. Yeah. Spread That's formation. Spread formation. Uh-huh. That yeah, works? yeah, yeah. Who's, who's We're in the The in Cardinals? Who often? Well, yeah. maybe back not field. so much. Empty backfield. Back back no, four Kyle. Wide. There's somebody Kyle's in the backfield. Kyle's got a
0: backfield. No, he's so far in the backfield. He's
2: in victory formation. You know, in victory formation, when the one guy stays like twelve yards behind the rest in case there's a fumbled snap, and he has to make a game. I guess, saving or preserving yeah. tackle. Well, that that uh-huh. could
0: very well happen here. Yeah.
2: Who is it that always has a backflip when that happens? Somebody always oh, has a backflip. Yeah, who does that? I don't know. It's like, obviously, Tyler kills in a lot of backflip, but somebody always has a backflip at the end of victory formation. I feel like it was a Giants player earlier this year. I General Shevsky. I don't know. No, he no. plays for the Steelers. It could be Gunner. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I swear I've seen Gunnar do a backflip. Very before. possible. It's like Ricky He's a James man of James like that. Yeah. 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 Somebody. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So anyway. hopefully the stream is showing us and not first take uh, for those that are looking to watch fantasy football news. But if you're watching first take while listening to us, that must be a weird experience. Be what odd. we are talking about is very <laughs> different uh, from what's being talked about on first take
1: right now. Let's we'll dive into fantasy. Football we got football a bunch to Daniel. be able to talk about. We got news we're going to get into. We have Thursday night preview. We got yeah. wide receiver cornerback. We've got squirrel stock. I really quickly before we start, though, I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of mine do you guys mind of course not oh my buddy jared jared coon right now is at the and i'm gonna pull this up because rosie texted to me i was gonna get all of the information wrong okay okay as a part of all this but he is a weightlifter uh and right now he is currently going for the grand slam award which is the winner of uh four major weightlifting competitions within a calendar year last year as a He is in his mid 40s. So like for his his, uh, age group, he finished with gold in three events. And then his daughter, Caroline, was born right before the fourth event was supposed to start. So he did not try to get to not get a chance to do the Grand Slam. (laughs) And so he is going for it now. Again, the Grand Slam world record holder. He broke five world records last year when he did this. So going for it again this year. Super stoked for you, Jared. Love you so much, man. So unbelievably proud of you. I don't know what any of these things mean. But his snatch record is 317 pounds. I don't know if that's, that's a lot. Yeah, yes. And his clean and jerk is 381. I don't know. Wow.
3: Well, mine, all only, a, mine's yeah. like 360. I was going to so. say, so it now it makes, makes more sense. A couple
2: weeks ago, you kept calling Mike Jared. And I was and, like, hey, why uh, yeah. is he confusing you so And now it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So, but Jared, yeah. so
1: pumped for you, man. Go out there and crush it. You're going to be awesome. Freaking love you, bud. And, yeah, drink and, uh drink a
2: lot. Drink some milk. Get those bones nice and healthy and go out there and crush. That's right. And then afterwards, grab yourselves a couple of Is that what you do? Is that what you do?
3: Like you're giving him advice? Like, listen to me, I know what to do. Drink milk. All right. Can I, I pull, think he got it covered okay. for you. Okay. Let's back the did you hear here. his resume? Right. Those, Those, like I think he's, he's good on the <laughs> diet part.
2: Something has changed. There has been love a it. change love in Mike Clay. And it happened exactly eight days ago. Oh, nine was, days ago. It did. It was. <laughs> Mike <My> Clay <laughs> took us out to mm-hmm. go-kart. Yep. And he has one night where he gets a little lucky and he lucky. puts that pedal a
0: little more to the metal
2: than I do. Just a little more. Not by much, but just a little bit. Yeah. Just a smidge, You know a like yeah. I heard
0: I, yeah, I heard he lapped you.
2: A lot of times. And it's debatable Stefani. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure lap is the appropriate term. He, he might have see me because he was going so, so slow. slow. He's like, Oh is <laughs> that? Is that a, a fly? Anyway, <laughs> was that? You guys are wondering why Mike's confidence and his bravado and perhaps his braggadociousness mm-hmm. has uh-huh. increased exponentially over the past nine days. That's why. Yeah. that's why that's I used why. to be so
3: intimidated by you <laughs> over there, up on your pedestal, but not anymore. you knocked yourself down a few pegs. Wow, so.
0: Mike has ready. a racing unit at home. Like, what, you <laughs> he know, really does. I was actually surprised
3: team. he didn't show
1: up in like a full like, racing <laughs> outfit when we did our go-karts. Like maybe I thought, next I time. Thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next suit. <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump into a bunch of news. We got a bunch of stuff to get in today. A lot of football. Stefania, let's start with some positive, hopefully positive <laughs> yeah. news, maybe from an injury front. Be Trevor Lawrence Debbie downer today. Had a little bit of something happen to him. He's been dealing with a few things, but maybe. Maybe we're going to be able to see him here this Look, Sunday. Look, it looked
0: terrible when it happened. It sure Do you guys did. remember? He, he grabbed immediately around mm-hmm. his knee. We were looking at his ankle, his knee. Turns out it's his left big toe, which mm. is not insignificant, but he said it's feeling a lot better than it has the last few days. He said he expects to play. Doug Peterson said he expects him to get back into practice on Thursday or Friday. So right now, all signs pointing towards Trevor Lawrence going.
1: Love that. And that'll just be everything you need for that Jaguars offense. All right. Let's talk (laughs) Mike Williams. Stefania ankle injury. Are we going to be able to see Mike Williams here finally this week? We don't know. Come on. I mean,
0: Brandon Staley called him day to day, but if you follow the chargers, Brandon Staley calls most people day to day. Although there was a period of time where Keenan Allen was week to week, but uh, Mike Williams with the high ankle sprain. Remember he came back week 11, had one really big catch landed awkwardly. The thing that we were, most worried about came up limping and hasn't actually been in practice at all since then so the fact he was back in practice even though it was limited was actually a step forward but i don't know that they're ready to declare him available for this weekend that's
1: something to be able to continue to monitor obviously if mike williams doesn't rule we would assume josh palmer right back in that same role we've been using him in field
0: yeah he's been fine he's been okay
2: he's been okay. right like he's been playing basically every snap for the chargers do you think that would be good when you play with justin herbert He's seen a reasonable target share. He just hasn't had as many smash games as you would have yeah. hoped for for a player that we think is talented and an offense that we think is quite good. Six teams yeah. on of you know, this like, week, though. Fr- though fr- so. honestly, like Maybe it's because of injuries. Maybe it's because the wide receivers haven't been available. But this is not the dominant offense that it oh, was man. in previous seasons. <laughs> Justin Herbert's numbers are going to be a far cry from where he was last year at this exact same time.
3: Yeah, and I think you feel pretty good about Palmer, especially if Williams is out. He hasn't been under seven targets since week four. Week four. It's been a long time. Like, he's seen good volume for sure. Wide receiver 20 since week five. Yeah, Right.
2: You like him, but you would have thought, like, oh, wow, he's taking over a number two receiver role in L.A. Mm -hmm. He could be a top 12 play in a given week. It hasn't really been that often that we've seen him reach that ceiling.
3: Yeah, by the way, if Williams comes back, I think Palmer a flex option. If Williams is out again, then Palmer is, like, in that wide receiver two, three conversation. Yep.
1: All right, Stefania, Michael Carter, any chances we will see him this week, even though Bam Knight has become one of our favorite running backs in the NFL lately? <laughs> Just to
0: make everybody really happy about what to do with the situation there in New York, I do think Michael Carter would be back. He's not even on the injury report. They actually took him off fully practicing with, uh, you know, it was the ankle issue that kept him out before.
1: Mike, if we see both of these running backs in the Jets' backfield, how are you parsing them out here in week 14?
3: I'm going to lean toward Carter. You know, the last time we saw these guys, it was a two headed backfield, and I think that's what we we expect again you might actually see a little Ty Johnson and maybe James Robinson is active and gets a couple (laughs) I'd be surprised I would be surprised as well so my expectation is Bam Knight probably holds an edge in the carry department Michael Carter in passing situations and it's not a good situation against Mm -hmm. a good Buffalo right so avoid if you can if you have to pick one Carter's the better flex
1: okay all right and one last running back to talk about we got a bunch more unfortunately injuries we will get into throughout the show Stefania but Mark Ingram after we talked about him being out there and plays Alvin Kamara Mark Ingram now, unfortunately, out for the season. Yeah, an season.
0: MCL injury, pretty significant. You know, they call it a four- to six-week timeline, but these injuries are more problematic for running backs. It's always hard to get back, and you look at where they are, they have by in week 14. It's just hard to envision him coming back this year. Yeah.
2: Old friend David Johnson might be on the Saints' 53-man oh, roster wow. before you know it. Obviously, they don't play until week yeah. 15. I don't think there's any fantasy value there. Frankly, what this probably means is that Alvin Kamara, whose workload has been... Not cut in half, but it felt like the snaps were about cut in half this past week on Monday Night Football. You should expect him to be a much busier man going forward. more Taysom Hill. More Taysom Hill carries. Just what the public wants,
0: Mike.
2: (laughs) Don't want to talk about it. Ironically, if, if Taysom Hill made, which would have been an amazing play, if he had made that catch... On that third and seventeen, I believe it was on Monday night, where he, Dalton throws yeah. a dart and yeah. Taysom Mill gets his hands on it, makes a good play, but just a great, better mm-hmm. play by the defensive back to dislodge it from him. We would be talking about Taysom Hill in a very mm-hmm. different light. Heck yeah! All right, let's and talk the, about the Saints for that matter and the Bucks for that matter. Everybody yeah. in that everybody. game would be different. Yeah. yeah, the
3: Saints could still make the playoffs. Stop it! I mean, it. I mean he, they, can't. they can't. That's the you know yeah. what's dumb about that division. That oh, okay. yeah, that's what's stupid about what division. That's what's dumb about that division. that division is so bad. There are no good teams in that division.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: let's the talk. The best
0: of the worst. Mm-hmm.
2: Thursday night preview. Game, game preview. preview. Can I ask game you guys to do me a favor before we start talking about this game. You bet. Just rewind to about oh I don't know maybe March twenty fifth of this year, <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself. Week 14 of the fantasy football season and the NFL's regular season, we've got Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and Cam Akers and Tyler Higby and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. He's a sleeper quarterback, right? And Hunter Enfro and Darren Waller. This might be the game of the year for fantasy football. Yeah, let's talk about reality now because there's not much to talk bit, about. This different. could be a short yeah. conversation. Yeah, I mean, just that's.
4: This so game has big changed.
2: billing like this yeah, probably what yeah. is this was probably one of the games that Amazon was most fired up to get during uh-huh. the preseason and here we are now Without a doubt, the only lineup blocks that we have on this list, Josh Jacobs, who is
1: obvious, and Devontae Adams, who is obvious. You're starting both of these Raiders. I'm not sure. I'm just telling
0: you because I'm obligated, contractually obligated to say when there's a player who's questionable for the game. Josh Jacobs is listed as questionable. He now has another injured body part to add to the list. He has a quad injury to go with the calf injury. You know, at some point... These things are going to catch up with him. I don't know when. This is a short week. The guy's been running like a machine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice.
0: Just go back a couple years. I mean, it used to be problematic when Josh Jacobs was banged up. Mm And we saw it play out. So I'm just, I don't want to hear from anyone that I didn't tell you that it was possible that he would struggle.
2: For those that aren't watching or just listening, if you didn't see Mike's projections for Josh Jacobs, banking in the two injuries he's dropped him from. Uh, twenty nine point five fantasy points to twenty nine point four fantasy mm-hmm. points for the week. You guys can week.
0: mock it all you want, but There's one of these a- days—no, the no, no—worried no, yeah, about it. I'm just saying. No, of course, it. of course,
2: we're keeping an eye on it. But you know, for fantasy, no. you have to make a decision at eight fifteen, and the decision is you start Josh Jacobs. And if he gets less than twenty fantasy points, you're probably surprised.
3: Yeah, I'm worried. Anytime someone gets thirty nine touches in a game, I don't care who it is. That's yeah. a huge number well, for. Well, we we
0: s- look. All you got to do is go to Carolina and their track record of doing yeah. that to somebody. Yeah.
1: You were simultaneously, simultaneously worried, but also unbelievably ecstatic at the same time. Yeah, which is like and in Carolina. And super, yes. And <laughs> <Right>. super
0: impressed. <laughs> yes. Because he is hurt and he's running like a machine.
1: Is there anybody mm. else in this Raiders offense? Any other pass catchers, Mike Clay, that you would look at? We've had the Mac Collins experience. I think we've all nope. moved on. Foster Moreau. I think we've all basically moved on. If we can help it.
3: Nope. Uh he's you on know, an we'll, s- we'll see if Hunter Renfro is <laughs> activated for this game. But even if he is, he was not good at all this I year. I believe anyway, he has so.
2: one more week before he's eligible. Yeah, yeah it's, I okay.
3: saw it was like sixty percent. Someone and estimated for this. But I thought you know, he
2: and Darren Waller couldn't be activated until
3: next week. Am I wrong on that uh, math? No, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Renfro is eligible this week. I thought were I,
2: they were on the same day. And I thought that they have one more game. Maybe I'm totally wrong here. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it I'm seems wrong, unlikely. Kyle's going to I was gonna I look it up to, for yeah. us yeah. while yeah, maybe he's I'm in the wrong. backfield. We'll yeah. find out. Field, we've
1: been talking about these running backs, and we've heard Adam Schefter talk about Kyron Williams a handful but now we've got Cam Akers that came on mm-hmm. last week, sort of out of nowhere. If you're looking at these running backs, do you feel strongly one
2: way or the other? Um, well, so strongly it, we is are, probably are, no. Yeah, no. No, no. You were having this conversation uh yesterday about how just like there are certain players that you can accurately assess the fantasy value from them before the season and they carry all the way through the season, right? Guys like Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup when he was healthy and. Players of that caliber. Well, we have to realize there's a very different game within the game, which is that some things shift week to week, and that's where things are right now with the Rams running back. So it's not the same thing per se, but it reminds me of the Lions backfield in that, well, a couple weeks ago I would have told you that Jamal Williams needs to be ranked ahead of DeAndre Swift and Swift is borderline unplayable. A couple of weeks ago I would have told you that Kyron Williams needs to be ranked ahead of Cam Akers and Akers is borderline unplayable. Well, after last week when Akers got... Way more carries, found the end zone twice, had six more routes than Kyron Williams, and played 46 to 17 snaps. I'm here to tell you that right now, if you have to choose one, it's pretty clearly Cam Akers, who's yeah. still only RB29 for me. But if you're choosing between the two of them, the preference is Cam Akers. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully you don't have to start either
1: one of them. That's the hope here. This is not the kind of running back you don't want to start either of these guys. On a Thursday night football game, I promise you would rather have other options, but if you need to, I'm with you. i with you, Field.
2: Yeah. I'm Cam Akers. Any other... Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this with Shefty. We'll save it for the end of the show with Shefty, but he has some breaking news on the potential of Baker Mayfield starting tonight Ooh. Ooh, yeah. for the Rams. So, mm-hmm. sounds like that is in play. As, as yep. of right now, John Wolford is uh,
1: questionable. Questionable. Yeah. He's hurt. I'm he's out on all of these injury. other wide receivers. The only other player that we've ever considered because of how bad the position is, is Tyler Higbee. I'm also out on Tyler Higbee at this point, Mike, but I want to know where you're at.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a front tight end is so bad that he's still that's in the, the top thing. 15, top 12. Like he's in that range. He might be our best option with six teams on a bye. Same, same kind of thing with Van <laughs> Jefferson. Like, to him. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, it's take not your chances. I no it. You try to avoid this if you can remember Baker had a hard time supporting fantasy relevant players in Carolina. He couldn't even support yep. uh, DJ Moore who <laughs> Sam Darnold makes look like uh, you know, uh, yeah. wide receiver one. So uh, I don't feel great about that. No matter what I, you avoid this game as best you can, other than Jacobs, Adams, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Any <laughs> chance
1: Jalen Ramsey is going to do any kind of shadowing on Devontae Adams? Uh,
3: he'll be on him a little bit. Uh, the Rams have not been good slowing receivers, but the way Ramsey is used is that he'll lean toward the top receiver. Like we saw with DK Metcalf last week, he'll kind of lean his direction, but it won't be full time. So it's okay. nothing to worry about.
2: The
0: Rams are without Aaron Donald. So yeah. there is that. That, that is the Part thing. of me is
2: like far be it to criticize what the Rams are doing defensively because they have been still respectable mm-hmm. even in a year with a bunch of injuries. Part of me is also like, isn't Jalen Ramsey like the self-proclaimed best cornerback in the world? Don't you think Mm -hmm. he'd want the challenge of being like, oh, you're the best wide receiver in the world? I got you tonight. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And and also
3: they're getting lit up by receivers. Mm -hmm. They've allowed like the third most fantasy points to the perimeter. It's not working. So you would think... Put Ramsey on Adams in this scenario. Yeah. Try to shut him down, and then you're dealing with Mac Hollins and, it's Matt than like, and yeah. right, right. Keelan Cole, and like, yeah, like the Eagles you have that. good
2: have like other good cornerbacks yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So like you can feel comfortable when Darius Slay is not covering Devontae Adams because you're like, okay, we have James Bradbury, we're in good exactly. hands. Like the drop off between Jalen Ramsey and the next corner for the Rams is so, so is significant. <laughs> <laughs> these days, I mean, it's hard to tell. These days, yeah, right? Like David Long, Troy Hill, Darian Kendrick, like Troy like,
3: the,
0: Hill's banged up.
3: Yeah, they, so. that's been the situation yeah, all year. Those reserve corners have been banged up all year. Wow.
1: 44 and a half points in this game. Is what
3: the, so we're really
0: excited about Mike, this what do you game.
3: got? I'm on the under, apparently. I have 22-18 Raiders. So actually, if the Rams covering this. Wow. Minus six.
1: Yeah, okay. I will not have the Rams Reg- covering
0: this regardless game. Regardless <laughs> of who's a quarterback. Who's under center?
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Who's checking? I'm going to take the Raiders. 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 I'll take the Raiders, too. I will say this. I think this game starts... I think the Rams come out and play tough to begin this game.
3: They did that last. They've done that the last couple of weeks. I think
2: they're going to put out a respectable effort, even without all of these key players. I think the Raiders eventually win this game, Mm -hmm. which would bring them to four straight wins, by the way, six and seven. Maybe not quite in the playoff picture, but at least showing some signs of life. But I think the Rams play tougher than you might expect for a team that could start a guy who they acquired via waivers on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Raiders are going to own this. I oh. think so. Mm-hmm. I really hope not, so because
1: yeah. I don't want another Monday Night Football like I can't do two games like that back to back where it's just like tough to watch <laughs> for sixty straight minutes. Yeah. I'm
3: not saying anything negative about the Raiders because I'm already blocked by Derek Hart on Twitter so and I, 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 follow, I follow him on Instagram now, so I don't want to get blocked there too. So I'm yeah. just. Oh gonna, wow! All right. Okay. I'll All right. leave it. I'll leave it there.
2: All right. Let's get into a couple more game so, previews. So, like, you may be good at go karting, but at least I'm humble on social media. Wow. I'm not a jerk to start quarterbacks. <laughs> no yeah. big deal. Yeah. No big deal, Mike Stop. Clay. N- never mind. I'm not saying anything. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Mike is to have you. you.
2: i How about Big band. Does, ben ba- Does Big band block you? He blocks nope. a million nope.
3: people. Nope. Not no. blocked by him. Just, uh, I think Derek Carr and T.O. are the only ones I'm aware of. I don't Tio. know why T.O. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't answer that. We one. had this
2: conversation before, I think, on this show. Like, the most random person that you are blocked by, and, like, who is it? Like, who is the most random person that you're blocked by? You're like, I have no idea. Well, I mean, who that you have stumbled upon that yeah. you are aware that you are blocked by.
3: Just those two. I don't know that's anyone it. else. How about you? Who is it?
2: Muffet McGraw, the former Notre Dame women's <laughs> basketball coach. I literally have never tweeted anything even, like, within oh, that's so 50, that's amazing. 50 that's circles so of Muffet what? McGraw. Like, I just, someone, like, quote you know, a lot of quotes, a lot of quotes. Uh, coaches will tweet out like inspirational quotes. Uh-huh. So I think somebody and I follow like Jordan Cornett who played men's who played basketball at Notre Dame like he interacts with a lot of the Notre Dame community and Mike Golick Jr. and, mm-hmm. and Mike Golick mm-hmm. Sr. So yep. I did get a decent amount of Notre Dame stuff into my timeline and all of a sudden it was like this tweet is unavailable and I'm like I wonder what this tweet is. Muffin McGraw has blocked you. And that was like <laughs> I have nothing but reverence for the work that she did. She was an amazing coach for Notre Dame. And I was like, did I, like... What could apparently I possibly she doesn't have think said? the same about like, I, 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 keep things very much between the navigational beakers on Twitter. Like I am a football beacons. person. Beacons. What did I say. Navigational beakers. Beacons. <laughs> Be- <laughs> whatever. Navigational beacons. Uh, I've had a couple of Miller lights already this morning. <laughs> yeah, apparently. apparently. Uh, anyways, yeah, I yeah. don't tweet about. I don't really tweet about women's basketball that often, right? Like I don't really have a take on Notre Dame women's basketball. If they're good, I watch them on TV, and I, I got blocked. Just by judging my from
0: the, you know. Do
2: you have someone, Stefania?
0: I. No, I don't know. No, one blocks bro- I'm, I'm, no on. I do oh, oh, believe me. they are blocks. I just one, don't know who they are.
1: I do. I'm blocked by Keith. What? <laughs> yeah, Keith Lips can block me.
3: So oh, that adds up.
2: That, yeah. sort of you know, that Keith happens. is a very high-volume yeah. tweeter, so you're he missing is, out on a lot. He I, think is. He, I think he tweeted once on, on 4th of July, and since <laughs> then hasn't
3: happened.
0: Keith is like Jay Billis, right? You yes. know, just tweet, don't pay attention. No, that's exactly don't follow what anyone. Is.
1: Shout out to Not Cool Keith. All right, let's talk a couple of game previews here for Week 14. Teams on by include Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, Commanders, that's Likes. This is by that's week a lot. of Bye the season. Mageddon. Last one. All right. Let's start with the Vikings at the Lions. This should be a high-scoring game, one of the highest over-unders of the week. Lineup blocks include Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think we can add TJ Hawkinson into that list pretty safely as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he plays for the other oh, team Oh, and now. he plays for the Minnesota Vikings. We'll oh, talk oh, about hey, Dalvin I just want to point out. Yes. DeAndre Swift's back on the injury report.
1: Oh, well, funny. Oh, so that's where I was gonna start. I All know. Right. Well, I just
0: didn't want you to get too excited about DeAndre Swift because what well, what did you say earlier in the week? As long as, as he's, long off, as he's the off the injury report, report we feel really good about his utilization. Yep. Um I think this is what they were trying to avoid. I'm not gonna panic too much. It's one day, it's a limited workout. This is Perhaps just a measure of them being proactive to save him towards the end of the week. But it was because of his ankle.
1: Okay. Something to keep monitoring as we get through practice reports through the end of the week. Obviously, him being healthy is huge. Let's start with the Vikings. Field, I feel like we've looked at a guy like Kirk Cousins as like a low-end streamer, like maybe all year long. He hasn't been super consistent. However, this is a situation where in spite of what Kirk Cousins has done, the matchup is just too good with six teams on a bye not to maybe at least consider him in that streaming option.
2: Yeah, both quarterbacks. Talk about Jared Goff in mm-hmm. just a little bit, but they fall in the same category for me. I don't know if I would call Kirk Cousins quite a streamer because he has been started in a bunch of leagues up to this point, but the matchup is a good one. The Lions are playing better pass defense over the past Five weeks and where they were for the first half, maybe like 10, uh, sorry, nine weeks of the season, eight weeks of the season. Yeah, first half of the season. Sure. Um, so yes, I am interested in Kirk Cousins. I have him as quarterback eight on my board with Cousins. The math is pretty simple. Uh, he throws the ball a lot. He has excellent pass catchers, most notably Justin Jefferson, and it's a good matchup. I don't overthink it much more than that. What about on the
1: other side? Field mentioned Jared Goff. Is mm-hmm. he somebody that with this understanding the Vikings defense can be taken advantage of? And we've watched Jared Goff take advantage of some teams It's a little bit riskier than Kirk Cousins,
3: I think. Yeah, I think it was, what, Tuesday we were arguing about this? Mm -hmm. If, like, Goff is a a good streamer, and I'm 13th and you're 11th, so we're clearly way different on this one. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel as strongly about it, obviously, but, look, he was QB4 last week. That was his first finish better than 12th since week four. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the first month of the season uh, when they played the Vikings back in week three. He had 13.9 points. This is a struggling defense. He didn't fare too well in that game, but the Vikings allowed the fourth most points to quarterbacks. Over the last eight weeks, so it continues to be a struggle for them. I, yeah. If you're in a spot and you need to stream up fine, I think you can aim higher. You just Much like Cousins, he has a limited ceiling.
2: He's just playing so well right now. He's playing so well. They're locked in. The play calling has been marvelous of late for the Detroit Lions. They're getting healthier among some of the key position guys that uh, even if DeAndre has been added to the injury report, like they have a healthier group of wide receivers right now. The backfield should be at full strength. Probably the reason why I'm lower on Jared Goff than Kirk Cousins is that we know if the Lions have the ball from the five-yard line or in, they're running it.
1: Probably four straight
2: times with Jamal Williams, which could be the difference between three touchdown passes and two touchdown passes for Jared Goff. But yeah, I'm confident Jared Goff is, I just, I know that the Lions are an amazing, amazing story. I mean, the Vikings, both of them are. The Vikings are awesome. They're 10 and two. They deserve all the praise, but they are 10 and two because of their offense and because they just find ways to just by like the narrowest of margins win games.
0: I feel like this is the team that always makes you think they're going to win and then gives it up in the end mm-hmm. against the yeah. team that can't beat anybody by more than one touchdown.
2: Ooh. Well, I saw the. You know, it's crazy. That's
0: sort of been the narrative on both teams. Like yeah. the score differential, the Vikings could have a, they're 10 and two. They could easily be,
2: they could be six, five six and well, five, this?
0: six and four.
2: Well, how about this to, to take that point one further? I saw this on Twitter yesterday and I apologize for not having the author of this tweet, but You know, One thing that tends to, over time, equalize in the NFL is one-score game luck. Mm -hmm. You don't tend to just continue to win one-score games over and over and over and over again. The Raiders are a good example this year. They won all their one-score games last year. They haven't won nearly as many this season. If you were to flip every team in the one-score games that they've played this season and turn their wins into losses... Vikings would be one 11 worst team in the NFL. <laughs> now, listen. Shut that's up. completely <laughs> unfair to the Vikings, right, okay? Right, yeah. well, uh, and the, the, by the way, the Lions yeah. would be like something like 9 and 3 or Sounds something. like an awesome and We Jags too, should do I that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just flip it, which I get it, it's totally unfair. They are 10 and 2. They deserve it. It's just the idea that like they win games close. They don't win blowouts. They win games by, you know, the, the thinnest, thinnest of margins. Of, yes. Yeah. yes. By the way,
3: who's favored in this one?
2: The Detroit Lions. Yeah, they are. One-point
3: favorites. How about that?
1: Home team. Mike, do both of these, like, both of these wide-receiving cores, I know we talked about Amano St. Brown Mm -hmm. and Justin Jefferson are must-starts, but do they both end up on the shadow report that you do? Uh,
3: The Vikings are definitely on there uh, against, I mean, they both, yeah, both sides are, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, what's interesting about this matchup from the Vikings' perspective offensively is that when these teams played earlier this season, week three, Jeff Okuda shadowed Justin Jefferson on all but one of his perimeter routes. And it worked. Yes, It worked. The, it was one of Jefferson's game worst games in skirt. a long time. Three catches, 14 yards on six targets in that game. Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne had big games in that one, right? I mean, yep. the, the lines have struggled overall against receivers and especially against the slot. So you would think, based on how it went the first time, yeah. they're probably going to do the same thing. Yep. And that makes, you know, Jefferson, maybe you're avoiding a DFS. Obviously, it's Justin Jefferson. You play him. But Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne, kind of sneaky plays. So they're going to have Keeping good matches. Keep an eye on Jeff
0: Okuda. Did not practice because mm-hmm. of an illness. There's like... Again, we were talking Half about Half the league's
3: the, had illnesses right now, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, this is a bit, well, it's the country. Like, yeah. it's just a reflection yeah. of yeah. what's going on. We're the flu right. is really yeah. rampant. So yeah. uh, there, it, it is worth noting, though, because, you know, it's not something where you have an easy timetable on And We tend to think guys come back in a day or two from illness, but if it's going through and it tends to go through position groups, watch what happens late in the week, the people who get sick late in the week. Totally. Last
2: thing I'll say is that far be it, Tell me to bench, tell you to bench Jamal Williams because he just keeps scoring touchdowns. But DeAndre Swift did get goal line work last week. And the secret sauce for Jamal Williams was that he had 20 going into last week, 27 goal to go opportunities by far the most in the NFL. Like it wasn't even close, 18 was the next closest. And last week, DeAndre Swift got goal line work. And if he continues to get goal line work, If he gets all of it, if Jamal Williams only gets one or two opportunities, that could be the difference between a 17-carry for 49-yard game and a 18-carry for 50 yards and one touchdown game. The latter is a salvageable effort. The former is not good enough.
3: By the way, you might think, like, Williams keeps scoring touchdowns, so he must be doing really good in fantasy, right? He's a touchdown in four consecutive games but he has zero targets in five straight games. Yep. He has been under 12 fantasy points in four of his last five games, yeah. yep. which is hard to believe. Yeah. You would yep. think if he's scoring every week, he's got to be getting like funny. 15, I play, 20 I, points. He's not.
2: I have him in, in multiple leagues, but I have him in a non-PPR league, and he continues to hold value there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're like, who cares about the catches? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love Jamal Williams. And then on my PPR league, I'm like, Jesus. 11 like, <laughs> point, on. three, 10.4 <laughs> points again. I could have played, you know, some... I could have played whatever some guy who's I could have played a JD McKissick version or somebody like, yeah, I could have McKissick, played Alan obviously. Kamara mm-hmm. or uh, uh-huh. no, no. I mean, like you could play a guy who had a bad day and still get you 12 fantasy points. You know, Latavius Murray, four catches for 14 yards. And you're like, good enough. Right? Knight, Knight looks good to me, though. Yeah, he does. So
4: I actually good. would like playing. <laughs> <like laughs>
1: all, right, all right. That's fair. Let's yeah. talk about another game here. Browns at Bengals lineup blocks for the Browns and Bengals include a lot of them. Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, we'll get to him in a second, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. That's a big list of people, Stefania. My first question is, will we actually have Joe Mixon on the field this week?
0: I think we will. I mean, he put in a full practice, so, you know, we we still have to await the final clearance. A little bone to pick with the Bengals here because apparently Zach Taylor said that they uh, held him out, never even bothered to try and get the INC clearance because they knew he wasn't going to make it. And I was like, you know we could have used that information on Saturday. Mm. And they had made that, they had, they apparently had made that decision on Saturday. That's what he told reporters. So, uh, and unfortunately we didn't know that until right before kickoff, but him practicing Joe Mixon, practicing early this week, full participation again, still have to get the final clearance for him to be able to play, but that is a huge step. He had not done that last week.
1: The other Bengal that we will not have is Hayden Hurst, Stefania, just yeah. in case you were wondering about the tight end position here, you would have to find somebody else.
0: Yes. We were talking about the you know travesty that is the tight end position and Hayden Hurst has been serviceable and he's certainly involved in that offense. A high powered offense had a calf injury. We saw him on the sideline last week after he was hurt, not practicing not expected.
1: Mike, when I look at these, you're starting literally every single Bengal that you have. Tyler Boyd is probably <laughs> yeah. the lowest one as like a lower end flex play. Is there anything else from the Bengals that we need to talk
3: about? Because you're bengals, just starting all of them. No, no, nope. I got nothing. I have uh, nothing else here. Well, you, yeah, you start the line of blocks, that's all you yeah. need. Right. The only the thing I keep an eye players.
2: on is assuming Joe Mixon plays, I'm still playing him. But wouldn't stun me if Samaj AP Ryan has a more significant role than he did prior to Joe Mixon's concussion, only because he's been so good for them over the past two and a half, three games.
3: Yeah, I'll it, say this. So he was playing. Sorry, it's funny. He oh was no. playing like 20 snaps a game with Mixon earlier this season. So he will definitely have a role. Yeah, uh, I, the only thing I would say is you're not starting Samaj P. Ryan. No, no, Mixon I'm just saying
2: you. like, you know, yeah, maybe maybe Joe Mixon, like if if at the end of the day, you know, rather than a 20 point effort, it's like beat he only has 13 carries, and he has three targets. You're like, wait, Joe Mixon only had 13 carries in the game? Like, maybe because Samadji P. Ryan plays a dash more. I'm still uh-huh. line-up blocking Fair enough. Joe Mixon, uh, but certainly keeping an eye it's
0: on a, It I was just going to say it's interesting because Zach Taylor addressed that yesterday. They were asking him about the Joe Mixon. You know, Samadji P. Ryan has played mm-hmm. so well, and it was like, yeah, that's great. That's what we expect when somebody's out. Joe Mixon's our starting running back. He's yeah, the guy. He's the guy. So, yeah. we'll see.
2: I think one of the most... I, and I'm not sure exactly what the term is. Interesting decisions of the week in all fantasy, though, is what to do with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason mm-hmm. why. Is that I think there are some people that were scraping by at quarterback with really bad options left and right all the way up until week 13, and they thought to themselves, I've hung in the race. Now I have a fantasy-relevant quarterback. One week into the Deshaun Watson experience in Cleveland – you did not get a fantasy-relevant performance as he had just 5.3 points. He was terrible. And this wasn't one of those where like the game flow was such that like they barely threw the ball and he was just handing the ball off to Nick Chubb and they were rushing for 250 yards. Like If you go back and watch him, it was not good. It was very ugly. And that's against a Houston Texans defense that was without some of its top players and isn't as good as the Bengals defense. This environment is going to be extremely hostile on Sunday. I have Watson as quarterback nine. There's not a player who I feel less certain about going into the week at the quarterback spot than Deshaun Watson.
3: Yeah, it is tough. I will say this, though. He did only attempt 22 passes, right? It was Part of it was because they were inefficient, but they were and they were able to run the football, but he only threw 22 passes in that game no, in but, what was very like, low-volume offensive. Got,
2: you go and back and watch those throws.
3: I know. I, I agree with you. And that's why ugly. it's trouble. That's why it's tough, right? Because... Um, he didn't, you know, know if he he's doesn't. Deshaun play, Watson, he's still very talented yeah, on the football
2: field. We know that much. I just, you just hope, you know, if, if you were sort of hanging on and you have Deshaun Watson and you were like, all right, this finally, and, and you've been, I don't know who the quarterback, you know, you've been playing with Tom Brady or something. You're like, I finally have. Yeah.
3: My answer. And and you may, right? Because game script should be different in this. So remember totally, Houston. Be. Houston is like what, third fewest fantasy points yeah. of quarterbacks this season. No one has been like over twenty one against him. It's actually not teams about the just volume. run against him all the time. So yeah. but he can be inefficient. If right. he throws thirty seven passes because they're trailing Cincinnati yeah. and scrambles seven times, yeah. he's gonna be fine. He's gonna no, be I, a I, one. I, that's yeah. what I think.
2: Yeah. So I have him as I have missed quarterback nine, but I, I am yeah. not, just because the misses were so bad.
3: I, that week. that's like, I
2: balls in the him. dirt, under throws, Joe
0: Burrow finally gets his win.
2: Hope so. Against
0: the Browns. Hope so. (laughs) We could have a
2: whole podcast about just how remarkable Joe Burrow's been this year. Not just in real football and fantasy. He has been a mega star. He's also a great quote
0: because they were asking about Cleveland and what, you know, sort of this is his uh, kryptonite, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, they have Miles Garrett.
1: They Like he
0: just... Owned it. Like, I think Miles that's who is. That's who really it is? Yeah. That's the problem. I yeah. think he's
1: everyone's kryptonite, though, right? Yeah, Mike uh, there's Parsons, a
0: real They Miles have, Garrett, a, they have just, a very special one for sure, relationship, of course. those two.
1: Uh, when we look at these Browns, it's not just Deshaun Watson that struggled last week. It's the potential that these wide receivers also are in a spot mm-hmm. that is a tough matchup here this week Mike
3: yeah it is uh, Bengals fifth fewest fantasy points to receivers second fewest over the last eight weeks second fewest to the perimeter that's where Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones primarily align they've allowed the fewest receptions to receivers this season they've been really good and keep this in mind they've done this without their top corner Janobi Awuzie has yep. been out for what a month and a half now on IR he's not coming back in fact the last time these teams played, that was week eight uh Ouzie left that game injured that's when he went down for the season eli apple also didn't play now cooper had a big game but i mean if the other defense is just falling apart in the secondary that kind of makes sense so yeah it's a downgrade i mean it's a tougher matchup than usual you're still still starting cooper maybe you avoid in dfs but it's it's amari cooper and he's heavily targeted so you're starting him people's jones probably avoiding in this one yep. Matchup's tough, so quarterback change yep. we just express the concerns there but um david Cooper's and Joe still gonna play you think or no
0: I don't know. Okay, I, I think uh, I think this is another wait and see.
2: But that would, uh if he does play, that's obviously one more target mm-hmm. that Donovan Peoples Jones would be competing for targets with. Okay,
1: Eagles Giants, Eagles Giants. Let's Sorry, I was looking yeah. through a couple of of stats. I was trying to get around for earlier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eagles Giants lineup locks include right. Mike Clay. No stats for us. Jalen Hurts. I don't need stats for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, Miles <laughs> Sanders, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. You start them all. Do you need any stats for the Eagles, Mike? Uh, just that win total. I like oh, it. I like okay. it. Saquon Barkley. All right. Well, yeah. yeah, Saquon Barkley for the Giants. The only lineup lock there for Thank them. You. Outside of the Eagles, you're starting basically everyone. I want to start with the Giants. Daniel Jones. He's a rushing quarterback. He's able to make some things happen with his legs. It's not always pretty. It doesn't always feel good when you put him in your fantasy lineup. Yeah, but is it's, he someone that you can use as a streamer here with six teams on a buy? In spite of how bad the Philadelphia, or in spite of how bad his matchup is against yeah. a good Philly defense.
2: No, I don't think no. so either. No, 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 I've no, no, got no. him as quarterback fourteen, and there are six teams on a buy this week. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. And exactly. No yeah. Jackson. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's tough. And it's Brady's rough. obviously further down the board than that. So I, I'm not sure. And Mike, maybe Mike or Spiny feels differently. Other than the lineup blocks, like are there really anything in no. this game that you're like, no. okay, I'm, I'm debating. Like, no, if you play Darius on. Slayton, yeah. it's because you have to. No one wants to play a relatively low volume unlikely to score a touchdown receiver in a normal matchup against the best secondary in the NFL. Yeah, that's right. So,
3: he, he's been good lately, but to your point, he's on the perimeter all the time. He's going to see Bradbury, his old teammate, yeah. and he's going to see Slay on 70, 75% of his routes. Yeah. So it's a really you choose, tough matchup. if you
2: want to do that, go ahead. And yeah. Danny Dines, just be careful here. Uh, he could certainly rush for 50 yards and maybe find a touchdown, but uh, I have him as quarterback 14 again this week. That includes Brady in a terrible matchup. Rogers on a buy 60. I mean, you know, you got Matthew Stafford out. Like there are, some pretty Better bad. You know, there are some quarterbacks in pretty bad spots, and I still can't get Daniel Jones ahead yep. of quarterback fourteen.
3: Yeah, he has three top tens this year, and he's playing the Eagles, who are allowing ten and a half fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Yeah. That that was a lot. No. Not what I want. No, 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 no.
0: Hey, right. do you guys care that Kenny Galladay is practicing? In football? <laughs>
3: Lineup block yeah. <laughs> What no. year is it? I, I mean, no. it's, it's crazy, yeah. right? He so I sort of forgot.
0: Lines. I sort of forgot they was still on the team. I mean, yeah. really, I think they forgot anything. he was
3: still on the team. Yeah, they <laughs> don't want him to be on the team. They don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Next so year, we will play him for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, well or I don't know. Really. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, all right, let's
1: talk about. Can he get out of that contract next
2: year? Field, I mean, that I, big, I just huh? mean
3: is someone else going to sign him? Like, yeah. I know he won't be on the Giants. Oh yeah, right? he will be cut, and yeah. someone will sign him. Yeah, so. he'll get a chance. Though, he'll be yeah. in the, with the Chiefs in preseason, and then cut, cut at final cuts or something. Like, yeah, well,
2: it'll be it'll be the Allen right. Robinson situation again. He'll right? go to the Rams. Like, we're all going to be like, Oh, went to the Rams! To yes, <laughs> yeah, Allen Robinson. And it's like, Oh wait, <laughs> never mind. Know. Kenny Galladay, Matthew Stafford
1: joining up with Cooper Cup. I'm telling you guys. All right, let's talk Panthers at Seahawks. I don't say I want it, Mike Clay. Panthers at Seahawks. We will talk lineup blocks for this when Gino Smith, Tyler Huge Lockett, one, yeah. D.K. Metcalf, Kenneth Walker III, assuming he plays yeah, Stefania. Yeah,
0: we, I mean, there's zero clarity on that right now because okay. he's not practicing. And we talked the other day about how nebulous this injury is with him. And we we have no detail. And it's just a, just a weird description from Pete Carroll about what's going on. And without him being involved in practice yet this week, there's really no way to gauge it.
2: Tony Jones Jr. I did not see on the injury report for the Seahawks because I, I checked it last night. Obviously, no Kenneth Walker in Wednesday's practice.
0: No D- DJ D- Dallas, Dallas
2: and Travis Homer. I, uh, DJ Dallas was in DMP. Travis Homer was limited. He, remember, he missed last week's game yep. because of illness slash a knee issue. So right now... Sounds the, like he
0: could be available. Yeah. So you're going to have
2: to make some sort of decision. And um, for those that haven't yet, go look at DJ Dallas's player page on ESPN.com. <laughs> all-time yeah, headshot. He's staring into your soul. Uh he, he and Robbie Anderson are probably yes, yes. competing for best headshot on espn.com, but uh, DJ Dallas is looking
3: wide-eyed into you. That's me trying to figure out which Seahawks running back to use this week because we no, have no idea. Yeah, right. Everyone is injured. That's, I, that's me shifting my personal record when I'm like, "Wow,
2: I <laughs> just I love you." Oh, that's but so hey, another key injury though here. Yeah. Deontay Foreman Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, Deontay Foreman now questionable to play.
2: Mm-hmm. Did not practice don't yesterday. Love that. A foot injury. You uh, don't you know, love
0: a foot injury in running backs. Um don't does- a bye,
2: no less. By the yep. Way. And he implies he's going to play on Sunday. But, you know, I didn't want to interrupt Stefan. when Trevor Lawrence said he thinks he's going to play, what do you expect him to play? Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go out there. Like, of course he expects himself to play. We'll see. I mean, Doug Peterson was not committal to it. And Trevor Lawrence was like, yeah, I expect to play. Like, I am preparing for the possibility he sits on Sunday.
0: Yeah. The four I and nine, I, I, like, think, the, I think the Trevor franchise Lawrence will
2: play. We'll see, but I'm, I'm preparing for the possibility won't, is what I'm saying. like Just in case. They have, to, they have to take the bigger picture at some point, right?
1: Maybe. Is there anything with the uh, Carolina Panthers? I guess now that Sam Darnold's back That's on the center, is DJ Moore back in our fantasy lineups, Mike?
3: I guess so. Only six <laughs> targets last week. I don't like that. Four games under seven targets. We're not used to that. I think that number goes up, though, because Arnold threw to him so much. Last year, good matchup is right. And like, he was just really good with Sam Darnold last week. And he still had over a hundred yards and a touchdown last week. So that that connection is we're talking
2: about how great the Seahawks rookie cornerback duo has been. And yet it's still a good matchup for opposing (laughs) passing games. Yeah. They've,
3: they've slowed down receivers, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not something you're super worried about. And I'm just not worried about more. Like, I just think Darnold has shown over and over and over. He could get him the football. That's what, that's what counts. That's what, that is
1: exactly what counts. And you know, What else counts is being able to make sure that you are protected both
2: on and off the road, in and out of your home and field jates. I love your transition. You'll make anything work. And Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? love you too. Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renter's coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app. Available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
1: All right, week 14 squirrel stock. Here we go. We're going to get this thing started with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook taking on the Detroit Lions. You guys may be saying to yourself, how high does he go? And I say, hold on just one moment. Good friend. Interesting. Okay. Dalvin (laughs) Cook goes into squirrel stock down for this week against the Detroit Lions. Are you? Uh, You're crazy. Listen to me about this. (laughs) Weeks one through seven, the Detroit Lions gave up 29.2 running backs points per game. That is the third most in the NFL. And of course, we know that the Lions are a bad defense. Everyone talks about how the Lions are a bad defense, right? But the thing that has shifted is their run defense has actually gotten surprisingly better over the last couple of weeks. I want to throw up a tweet here on the screen that I sent out uh, a couple days ago after we got through (laughs) this last game against Travis. Showing your own
0: tweets. Since
1: week nine, the Detroit Lions have not allowed a running back to hit 10 fantasy points in a game. Week nine, Aaron Jones, 6.5. In week 10, David Montgomery hit 5.4. Week 11, It's just Saquon Barkley held to (laughs) 5.5 fantasy points. Week 12, uh, Devin Singletary at nine. And week 13, Travis Etienne hit 7.6 fantasy points. Over the last five weeks, those guys aren't scrubs. They're not a bunch of like, nobody's in the NFL. We're talking about decent running backs. So I still have Dalvin Cook, obviously ranked as a a running back one here this week. But this Detroit Lions defense, their run defense is better Mm -hmm. than you would expect all I'm saying is lower expectations just a little bit for what you would think on Dalvin Cook this week.
3: First of all, I just learned you have Twitter. I'll also check that out follow you maybe. Uh, I'll say this about Cook. He has at least 22 touches in his last two games. He did have a couple duds recently. It was Dallas and it was New England, right? Two really good defenses, obviously. He scored a touchdown in six of his last eight games, So, and the exceptions were those two, those two defenses. So you're right. Lions run defense has been much better, but Cook's probably going to push for 20-plus touches, so... I'm not, I am I guess I'm not as worried as you are.
1: You don't have him as, well. I, I have him RB7. I have him RB9. All right. Well, so yeah, you're I'm just hater, saying lower expectations on Dalvin right, Cook. A little bit. Maybe a little think, bit. I think it's, you know what's really tough? I wanted to find a way to get him lower as a part of this segment. And I'm like, you just get to a certain point with running backs. And you're like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. But I do think this is going to be a tougher matchup than people would likely give it credit for when they think about the Detroit Lions defense.
2: Okay, you know, This how is about, the point of the year where it's like, it's hard to, like a lot of the conversations, we kind of know what the conclusion is, yeah. right? Like, you, I think what you just, like what you laid out is very informative. And yet your conclusion is still the same. You still got to start Mike them. So we're kind of like reshifting how we uh, present some of our information. Like a chance for us to kind of sort of spread our wings, do some, you know, a little more conversational here. I was thinking about this, like, just like an idea I was thinking about recently, we should get board bets. Board bets back in the mix, and I was thinking like board bets. Like it's one thing to have a board in which you count scores, but like maybe there's like a charity aspect involved.
4: Ooh, okay. Maybe each
2: week we each we, may, we some of us two of us make a board bet, and whatever the wager is, right? Hey, if I win, Mike, twenty five bucks to a charity of my choosing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, we have a donation pile. So like that's like an idea I've been spinning in my mind. So like maybe we can do a Dalvin Cook. We have them – You have them at nine. I have them at eight. I'll say outside the top ten. You want to say? Do uh,
1: you want yeah, to go lower feel, than that outside uh, no, the no, no, top twelve? No.
2: It doesn't matter. You know, ten, 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 fine. I don't care. Whatever. What you, you choose a number, I don't care. Well, I it's I for charity? charity. It's good. Yeah. You choose for Go karting. school <laughs> for kids? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <as well. laughs> We're doing this for a little bit. A little, you know, put some, put some, put our money where our mouth is here. I'm confident in Dalvin Cook. You name the number both in terms of where you want him ranked and how much, I don't know what t- in, I don't know what's outside, th- Let's say I'll say outside the top 10. Okay. And I will say, let's do, let, let's start with 25 bucks. Let's make it okay, easy. 25 bucks. It's week. Yeah. Maybe next year, if we get in, like we'll, we'll, we'll have this every week, maybe going for it. I kind of yeah. like this idea. I was
3: thinking about this on the drive in today. And if if you need money to pay for it, I feel it's right there. It's, <laughs> it's right over there, there on the <laughs> floor. It's just, <laughs> snatch it. quick just yes. sitting on the floor. We'll just $11 grab it. In cash <laughs> <here>. Okay. <laughs>
2: 25 bucks to a charity of your choosing. I say Dalvin cook is a top 10 running back in week 14. I say Dalvin Cook is not a top
1: 10 running back in week 14. Put, Put it on, on the board. board! Put it on the board. Alright, love that. Someone's going to get some good money there, either way. If he's
2: outside of the top 20, it's 50 bucks.
1: By that's I that's fair. A, that's
0: uh, fair. That's I have a charity.
3: Oh, okay.
0: No, no. You're he, just like ready for it. Yeah. Just, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. just give me money. I'm ready to receive.
3: Give, give her money or wine.
0: Yeah. Uh, all by right. Way,
2: I'm sure sho- if I lose, I'm showing up with a massive check, like one of those like, full-size checks.
1: That's fair. Yes. Yeah. All right. How about top five for you? It's fifty bucks for me. Outside the top twenty, fifty bucks
2: for you. That yeah. way we're on both yeah, sides. We'll of have it. some fun with this. All right. Well, let's talk is, about. It's, it's it's a very important time of the year to do good for others. Let's mm. see what we can do Love to make it. our own little small contribution. Of doing good for and others. And by the way, mark this down, Kyle. For next year, I want every week board bets charity. We're doing it. I
0: want we got to gotta about- figure out a way to do a board bet between more than two people. So it's got to be. Here. We, yeah, we got to all, all be. We got to all be in yeah, We'll on take
3: your money too, Stefania. Don't worry. Yeah. You want yeah.
0: in? You yeah. You will be part of? Pick
3: a side. Everyone just picks a side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure that. Out. Do you
3: want in on the on Dalvin Cook board or no?
0: No, I'm gonna watch that one. From okay. A distance. <laughs> Mike, but you But I'm in? saying nope, the next. Not yet.
3: T- all right. Yeah, no. Nobody. Ooh, okay. uh, this is your thing now. I just feel like an outsider. Oh so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mike and I are gonna see here watch. Mike and I. What do you think it's like for me when I'm
3: watching from like you know three laps behind
2: and I'm like, "This is Mike and Daniel's thing up there." All right. I want to talk about Danny
1: Max Verstappen. TJ Hawkinson, really quickly, we can get through this one pretty quickly as well. This for me is about the revenge game. It is about my dude, TJ Hawkinson, coming back to Detroit and taking on what is a weak passing or a weak secondary and linebacking core that can be taken advantage of here. TJ Hawkinson coming back to Detroit. You think no he one, knows
0: about that? No one
1: <laughs> knows that linebacking core and that secondary better than TJ Hawkinson. And that is where the Detroit Lions are able to get beat is through the air. And so while I have Dalvin Cook down, TJ Hawkinson, we all have him as a top three tight end. He is an obvious must start here this week, but in a revenge game at home, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he's going to do here in Detroit. Yeah. All
3: right. All right. I don't, I don't do revenge game like factors in my projections. You don't do that? Yeah. But he's been awesome. So that's really why I good. like him. I don't. You have him top three for that reason. I, I think so. Where do I have him? I have him third. Him yeah. Third. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. There's. Uh, he's one of what four reliable tight ends.
0: Yeah. Are like, there four? Are yeah. I'm four. not sure. How, well, may, yeah, I guess. Twenty five bucks. Yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll. T- yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll take the over on Mark Andrews. Uh, yeah. I think someone said the other day like Mark Andrews has been out targeted or out. He has fewer fantasy points than Kyle Pitts since he came back from injury. Stop. And like Pitts has been on IR for a few weeks. Like he's even struggling now. It's unbelievable. Wow. Unreal. Unreal. All right.
2: You want to board bet whether Mark Andrews will have more fantasy points than Travis Kelsey this season, Mike?
3: I might just donate to charity on <laughs> principle. 10, <laughs> i, I <laughs> 10,000 so 10, on that. 10,000 <laughs> The
2: Kelsey outscores <laughs> Andrews. It, it felt
3: good after a month. I was like, all
1: right, I'm going to win this one. Nope. Nope. All right, I got one more guy I want to give to you guys, and I know, Mike, you should be on the same page with me with this one. It's Derek Henry. Derrick Henry, if you look at Derrick Henry, you've been starting him. Derrick Henry's still a top five running back, but he has been struggling over the last month, the last four games. He has not hit 100 rushing yards, not once. He did not have more than one rushing touchdown over the last four weeks, and while he is utilizing the passing game, which is something that we have talked about field He's not getting volume volume in the passing game, no more than three targets over the last month. And so while he is catching a couple passes, Derrick Henry has not been capital D Derrick Henry.
2: Actually, that actually expands not just over the last month, but over the last uh, five and a half years of his NFL career. I was going to say that's just never been
0: that much. He already got a career high
2: in receiving yards for the season. He's close to Mm -hmm. uh, receptions, career high for a season. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it seems like the biggest issue with Derrick Henry this year is yards after contact. If you go look at it, it's a it's a category he's traditionally ranked at the very top of, along with Mick Chubb. Last check, he was, like, second worst amongst qualified running backs. Which is
0: weird, because he started off really well in that category. Like, the first yeah, few games of the year, he and was. So we'll
2: see whether they were whether they were right or wrong on this, but the, t- the Titans were reticent to extend Derrick Henry this offseason. They were. They moved money up, but... This upcoming off season sets up for a very interesting one for the Titans, who of course now need a new general manager. But uh, it's i not I, but totally it's, fair. I, still- I,
0: I, to me, like that's not t- because uh, they like they got rid of AJ Brown. Like, what's everybody going to do except expect Derrick Henry to be the threat?
2: What's everybody been expecting for the past four? Yeah, years? Yeah, but
0: they at least had somebody win AJ Brown. They at least I don't know.
2: I I I mean, like there were a lot of games where AJ Brown wasn't there. And they knew exactly what was going to happen, and Derrick Henry still oh, yeah. ran for like 225 yards and two touchdowns.
1: So this was a, a lead-in to say Derrick Henry, if you've had him over the last month, has maybe felt disappointing to you. Unless oh, so we stuck
3: up. But it's stuck yeah. up because <laughs> oh. there are. I <laughs> four. was waiting to jump in and like be I like, know. this is stuck yeah. up yeah.
1: Because of. But he has four. Uh, like the end, the rest of the schedule, three of his of his next five opponents are against bottom five running defense. All right, let's go. So when you yeah. look at Derrick Henry, I understand. You've been starting him all the way. He's still a top five running back, but he has been struggling a little bit. And when you see that, I think those expectations are able to go back to what you expect for Derrick Henry over the last. Or up upcoming for the next four to five games here, Mike Clay. I love Derrick Henry. I know that we all do.
3: Yeah, and that starts this week. Yep, playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville right? he's Jaguars traditionally been really good against them. So uh, uh, I'm the Houston with you. And yeah.
1: Texans, and then Dallas is not great. And then the and oh then, Houston. Four straight, straight good
2: games, games against Houston? 200 yeah. yards <laughs> yeah. against the Texans. So, so,
3: so unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's in a really yeah. good spot, yeah. I think. For Derrick could be Henry. a league winner. Come play. I mean, it's you know he's a first round pick, but he could be a guy that. Has a couple of huge games during the fantasy that's, playoffs. That's and, and a and helps tasty it. schedule. Right? He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: He has one game over 20 fantasy points in the last four games. And the only reason he hit it is because he threw a passing touchdown.
3: Yeah. By the yeah. way, uh, do yeah. we we didn't say the schedule, right? So Jacksonville Chargers, who what? 5.6 yards per carry to running yeah. backs. Worst in, in the NFL. Houston. We, Houston, we just Houston. talked about. Watch that, Dallas, yards, a tough one.
0: that yards after contact stack to yeah. go way up after the uh-huh. next uh-huh. So few 14, weeks.
3: 14, 15, might, yeah. So week 17 is Dallas. So that's tough. That's when championships are. But hopefully you're in the championship. And then if you play in week 18... Jacksonville again. Jacksonville again. Right. So really great, great. matchup. Yep.
1: All right. CSX, a growing Fortune 500 logistics company, has immediate openings for freight train conductors. If you are looking for a rewarding career, offering paid training at nearly $25 per hour, competitive benefits, and you share a passion for great service, apply today at csx.com slash careers. That's csx.com slash careers. CSX, committed to supporting military and veteran families and their communities. CSX is an equal opportunity employer.
2: All right. Every time I hear CSX, I think about CSS. Oh, DFS. CSS, DFS podcast, which is a must-listen DFS podcast. All right, time now for us to wrap up the show with our friend and your favorite, of course, Mr. Adam Schefter. Schefter, Schefter, good morning to you. And, Schefter, it's been an interesting and busy couple of days in Los Angeles, which is where I want to start Yeah. because three days ago, Baker Mayfield woke up a Carolina Panther Today, he might have woken up feeling dangerous, and possibly as the Rams started tonight. What more can you tell us about that maybe happening tonight?
4: Well, here's the situation. John Wolford is listed as questionable for tonight due to a neck injury, and they want to see him in pregame warm-ups and see how he's feeling. Now, if he goes out there and it feels great, I think John Wolford starts tonight. The question is, if he doesn't feel great during pregame warm-ups, doesn't look great, what do the Rams then do? And what they then would do, it sounds like, they would then start Baker Mayfield two days after they claimed him on waivers from the Carolina Panthers. Now, here's a little bit more background there, Field. I think if this game were Sunday, I think it's a no-brainer. I think Baker Mayfield starts, okay? But the short week makes it that much harder for him to get up to speed. The interesting part here, of course, is that he took a 5 o'clock flight out of Charlotte on Tuesday, shortly after he was claimed to go to LA. And one of the reasons he waited, he had to see where he was going to go first and foremost. Yeah. But once he was claimed, he knew that he might, could wind up in Los Angeles. And if that were the case, he wanted to be able to download the playbook onto his iPad to be able to study it on the cross country flight to Los Angeles wow. to get that much more up to speed. Now, before he left, he also was talking to the Panthers offensive lineman, Austin Corbett, about the Rams offense, trying to figure out how it works and getting a better handle on it. So he really has immersed himself, and I can tell you this, that in talking to Rams officials over the last 24 hours, I mean, I don't know that they would say anything different, but they said it's been really impressive to watch how quickly he's picked up everything And we'll see whether that turns into a start tonight against the Raiders.
2: That is very interesting. I mean, just the idea that a guy could start two days after arriving is interesting in and of itself. But to see Baker sort of doing that much legwork before he actually arrived on the ground in Los Angeles, kudos to you. Baker may feel an interesting opportunity, regardless of whether he starts tonight or not. We'll stay in the same division, Shefty. And the 49ers, we know Jimmy G is, if he does return, not going to be a factor during the fantasy season. But I wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you, Obviously, you've done plenty of reporting on this entire quarterback situation. What sense do you get on the confidence level that the 49ers have in their new starter, Brock Purdy?
4: Well, this will be music to Stefania's ears, but it is high. It is very high. And I will say this, Field. I remember watching him during the preseason, Brock Purdy. And I remember speaking to various members of the 49ers organization, people connected to the organization. And I don't say this often, and I'm not telling you that he will be this guy, right? But... When I watched him in the preseason, I felt the same way that I did about watching Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson. Mm. Like, Dak Prescott, when you watch him in the preseason, he popped. Russell Wilson, when you watch him in the preseason of his rookie year, he popped. Brock Purdy, when you watched him in the preseason of his rookie year, he popped. Now, we'll see what that translates into. And again, I want to be very... I'm not saying he's Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson. All I'm saying is he was impressive with the way he played. And then when you watched him on Sunday... The way he stood in the pocket against the Dolphins, I think he completed 27 of 35 passes off the bench against a reasonably tough Miami defense in a tough spot, and I can tell you that the 49ers players are definitely impressed with this guy, and they definitely believe in him. Now, to me, the issue is, what happens if they're playing Tampa Bay on Sunday, and they go down 24-10 in the third quarter? Is Brock Purdy talented enough, tough enough, experienced enough to lead him from behind, to take him on two-touch, that, to me, I don't know that. And I don't think they know that. We don't yeah. know that right now.
2: Well, but, a, yeah, Shefty, I'm not sure but the, but, that that Bucks defense, or offense, can score 24 well, points against uh, well, San well, Francisco. That,
4: that, that, okay, but how about in the playoffs against Dallas? Totally. Or no, 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 absolutely. The point is, that the level of confidence in Brock Purdy is higher than it would be for a regular seventh-round rookie starting quarterback. First of all, we've never seen – A Mr. Irrelevant, become very relevant and start the NFL game the way that Brock Purdy will. But if you watch the way Fred Warner was talking about him on Sunday, if you listen to the way Trent Williams was talking about him this week, if you listen to the 49ers coaches, they think this guy can play. And so we're going to find that on Sunday, whether they're right.
2: Stefania sitting here nodding her head (laughs) in agreement with much jubilation. Uh, By the way, you and I both have plenty of respect for the legendary Bill Parcells, who kind of has his quarterback commandments that he followed for guys during the pre-draft process. And Brock Purdy checked a lot of the boxes. Four-year starter at Iowa State, won a ton of games, team captain. These are the kind of things that you also mentioned. Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Both of those players also checked a lot of the Bill Parcells quarterback commandments boxes off as well. I should have asked you about this before we turn to San Francisco, but in LA, Shefty, you were the first person to tell us that Kyron Williams was going to be a thing for the Rams. We saw a changing of the guard last week with yeah. Cam Akers as the guy. Do you have any sense about whether this could be more of a Cam Akers job going forward?
4: Well, the way that they used Cam Akers last week would tell you that they certainly seem to have found restored confidence in him. And, It's hard to think that it wouldn't be his. Now, it could change quickly, but I think if you're looking at the Rams' backfield right now and just looking at it objectively, Cam Akers is the guy. And Kyron Williams hasn't taken control there the way that I thought he might. Uh, Cam Akers has kind of fought his way back from being on the cliff of being released to where I think he had 88% of the usage last week. And so if that were the case last week and they were in the game, like why wouldn't that continue? So to yeah. me, until I see differently, I'm operating as if Cam Akers is their clear-cut number one guy.
2: There's kind of a fantasy football lesson or reminder in the Cam Akers situation. If you have a talented running back, even if things are not going well, don't just trade him away for nothing. Make sure you hold on because at some point during the season, he's <laughs> going to be a value for your roster. Let's go to Cincinnati, Shefty, and obviously a major, major game between the Bengals and the Browns, two teams who hate each other. Cleveland maybe, maybe on the outside of the playoff picture, but certainly needs a lot of things to go right, starting with a win on Sunday. Cincinnati did not have Joe Mixon last week because of the concussion protocol. I know that he practiced in full on Wednesday. What's your latest info as uh, as far as whether he will play on Sunday or not?
4: I think it's trending the right way, but I thought that last week too, and then on Saturday I checked and was told he hadn't cleared protocol, and that was interesting because I reached out to a couple teams, and maybe Stefania would know this more than I did, but they're like, if a player doesn't clear protocol by Friday, he almost never plays, Mm -hmm. and these teams told me they've never had a player the day of the game clear protocol and then play, and I think we talked about that on Sunday morning We did, on Fantasy Football Focus, right? So uh, again, the fact that he's out there this week, the fact that it's a week later, the fact that he was a full participant in practice—they still want to see him take contact before they clear him to play. And, and I don't know whether he's going to step back in and be, you know, the the, the workhorse, or whether he and Samaj Piro are going to share. I don't know how that's going to work just yet. But my guess is is that we'll see Joe Mixon back on the field on Sunday.
2: Okay, that would be huge for that Cincinnati offense that will not most likely have Hayden Hurst. He's already being called doubtful to play on Sunday. That game should be very, very fun to watch since he is just red hot right now. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this, Shefty. As always, you have the two teams who are playing on Monday Night Football on uh, the chest of drawers. Or I guess that would be, that's a bookshelf behind you, not a chest of drawers. Uh, and it's the <laughs> Cardinals playing host of the Patriots. And we have not yet seen a game in which the Cardinals had DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore. The most iffy out of those three to mm. play on Monday is Rondell Moore. Do you have any early intel before you head out to Arizona on, I would assume, Sunday night uh, about whether Moore could be back in the fold?
4: My honest answer is no. Okay. But if I'm you right. had texted me before the show to find, hey, I'm going to ask you about running. I could have texted and found, I, but I don't have a sense right now. I don't know. I would be, they certainly could use him and he was highly productive before he got hurt. Uh, it was a hamstring that he suffered in Mexico City in the yeah. first quarter. Right. Yeah. And that, that was about, what, three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. <sighs> Stefania, what do you think?
0: I don't know. I think Stefania
2: feels like you do right now. Yeah, <laughs> I <know. laughs> yeah, I think we're all, you know what, Shefty? Uh, I'll ask you again on Sunday. How about that? We'll ask Shefty for more on that? Sunday.
4: I will, be, yeah. I will come armed and ready yep. with Rondell yep. more information on Sunday. Sunday morning it is. Shefty, what you need to know is that
0: everybody in Arizona is always a possibility to play, and they're going to check them out before game time, and then they're going to make the decision. And you know, you know how some teams, like, you know their routine yeah. by now? Yeah. That is Arizona to a team.
4: Uh, well, yeah, we, D, we, we, we get to the bottom of that.
2: Yeah, okay. We'll have information, we promise, by Sunday morning on Fantasy Football Now from Shefty on Rondell Moore. Uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us here. Shefty, we'll talk to you on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll see you all over the ESPN airwaves between now and then. Have a wonderful Thursday. And if you have any Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs in your life, I hope they go off for many points.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. We'll see you Sunday. Alrighty,
2: Great stuff as always from Shefty as we wrap up the show there. We have a busy, I can already forecast a busy show tomorrow. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Very busy. Is there is maybe show some rumor
3: swirling about yeah. a quarterback change out there.
2: We've right. got more game previews to dive into. We'll go four wides. So we'll have four voices. should be a jolly old time. Can't yeah, wait mm-hmm. for tonight. Can't wait for I tomorrow.
0: love what Adam said about Brock Purdy. I'm just going to say that now. I
2: know. Chef Stefania was just sitting there just like, Well, no, because I board. heard
0: Fred Warner said he had it. He said yeah. Brock Purdy yeah. has the it thing on like, the They factor. know. Hey, yeah. If Fred, Fred Warner says I'm Fred, probably Fred listen, Warren, you know what I mean. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. All right, Daniel, great job. By Thanks. You today, great as job always. by you. By
1: everyone today. Okay. We are going to be back tomorrow.
0: Oh, you sure about laugh. that, with Mike? Well,
1: we could turn up the we could turn up the kindness a little bit, Mike. Okay. Maybe yeah. Yeah. just a little bit. On behalf of everyone on the Go crew. Go, Cook. Don't forget to love each other. We love you guys. Be kind to yourself. You have earned that today. We cannot wait to see you tomorrow. Have fun watching Thursday Night Football, and we'll be back to talk about a whole bunch of Week 14 games. or
2: board bets forthcoming. Tomorrow. Yeah.
1: See you guys. Hey. <laughs> Ding. 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 Well, <laughs> did you mean to do that or no? No. <laughs> yeah. no I'm just a happy, Even when lucky you're bad, idiot. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> good aim. Good Thank good aim. you. I appreciate that. She's got a smile that'll melt your heart She's
0: always there to lend a helping hand Her fantasy knowledge is just the start Her skills are highly in demand She's our Bay Area Lady Out there hustling for us advice that we really need trust Bay Area lady always there to help she's not a co she's your favorite gal she's to find you pay